Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive income, yet at the same time, live life for the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, all right, everybody. So I am super excited for this episode today. It is actually going to be a little interesting because I was asked to speak for a group of entrepreneurs at a virtual summit. And I don't know if you've ever attended a virtual summit. They're becoming all the rage now. Something that, uh, you know, with today's technology, it's pretty simple to hop on uh, a live training with uh, something like Zoom or Skype uh, or GoToMeeting and get a lot of content and get a lot of information without actually having to go somewhere physically if you don't have the ability to. And it's really great for small meetings and small teams. And so I was asked to come in and speak for a good friend of mine, Bob Dunnell. Uh, He's an international speaker. He's a phenomenal philanthropist. And he has several groups of salespeople and entrepreneurs. And he asked me to come in and teach a few things. And some of my main topics and my main tricks of the trade of sales and what kind of, you know, the the top three things that might help anybody get over uh, the sales conversation. And so uh, today I've got a treat. I'm going to take that audio and I'm going to give it to you. You guys get a chance to go through the three main things that I think every entrepreneur should do and understand in a sales conversation to help them win. So let's hop in there. Awesome. Thank you so much for the introduction. I am Super excited for you guys to be uh, on here today. Most importantly, very honored to be a part of this audience that Bob has put together. And uh, today I want to get into the straight to the meat. I usually like to get everybody like really excited, but since we have 30 minutes, I thought of three specific things that will actually help you succeed better in sales. Um, A quick background on myself I started in sales almost 18 years ago, and I worked my way through some challenges. My first challenge was, was, I, I got into network marketing and I don't have anything wrong with network marketing, but what I didn't do was understand my client. And so my first challenge was go out there and splash the universe with as many people that I possibly can, get them into a meeting room and get them in front of the room. And then somebody's going to sell that person and I'm going to go ask for their check and their credit card and I'm going to get paid. I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. My first experience in the industry of sales was that experience. And I had multiple people in the room. I had probably 30 people. And I went around the room to my leaders and I said, hey, um, I got like 30 people here. I'm going to be rich. Like if everyone buys, I'm making $100,000. I'm going home. I'm quitting my job. And I'm super excited, right? And so the, the presentation goes on and on and everyone's participating. And at the end of the night, um, I go up to everyone and crickets. No one purchases. Everyone's happy. They're all friends and family members. And I said, I'm doing sales wrong. And I got out of that industry and I got into becoming an entrepreneur and a speaker and trainer. And what I quickly found was, is that there are three things that will separate a sales process from a winning sales process to a losing sales process. What I got to tell you is it it has everything to do with the type of questions you ask and then the agenda that you have. Okay. So most salespeople, now when I say agenda, you might want to take, take note of that. Is our agenda is one thing, okay? It's one thing that we're going after. If you're a chiropractor, if you are an attorney, if you are a coach, if you're a trainer, if you're a speaker, 
we have so many different skill sets that we can offer people, right? We have coaching, we have training, we have different levels of coaching and training. We have support groups. We have things that we can offer our clients in multiple industries. Um, and what happens is, is we our brain is like, how do I fit this person in? I want to sell the car or I want to get this. And so we don't ever focus on one main agenda. And so the first thing that I learned was, is okay, what is the most important product that I have? that I has the most value that I can start the conversation with. And so I had that. That was number one. Okay, what's the what's the one thing in my agenda? That way I know that my conversation is leading down a path. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's just getting in and becoming friends or communicating and talking. And 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 my sales process is is as Bob said, um, really laid back. Um I don't like high pressure sales. I and it's not against anybody. I, I've trained with the top people out there. Everyone from Tom Hopkins to Zig Ziglar through um, I've never taken any of the Grant Cardone stuff, but I know the the, the method, right? And so um, a lot of that overcoming objections, I kind of call it benefit bashing. So if you hear me use the phrase "don't be a benefit basher," uh, there's a reason. Okay, so I would rather help you get out of your own way. And I think a lot of times there's objections for salespeople is that we create those objections in what we say and how we say it. And so we have to allow those individuals who we're trying, that are our prospects that we're selling to, to start to ask us for the order, to get in a position where we have become more valuable to them, not just by providing content, not by teaching and training, but by positioning yourself properly and asking the right questions. So the first thing I would have to say to you What's your agenda? Okay. You need to know that. You don't necessarily have to disclose that yet to your client, but you need to know what's the agenda. What's the outcome? Do you want them coming to your training? Do you want them to come into your life? Do you want them to purchase your book? Do they need to come to the, the seminar? Are they going to buy an adjustment as a chiropractor? What are they going to do? Like, what's that outcome? And then that's what your focus is. Number one. Now you can have multiple focuses for different audiences. Okay, so that's number two. You need to separate your audiences because some people might want a certain product. In in your messaging from the front end is this one thing. Okay, so for instance, I'm I'm training and coaching a a network marketing company right now who has uh, services and products in the financial industry, and then they also have you know their network marketing side of their business. What happens is is they have two areas that their 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 salespeople get confused on. They'll lead with either the, the product and service and then the opportunity on the back end, or they'll lead with two or three different products and services that are completely different pathways. And then they, they'll put the, the advertising out there. And then when they get the person on the phone and they start to work with that person, it starts to kind of weave this weird web back. Well, you can do this and then you can try that, then try this and then try that. It causes a lot of confusion that way. And so if you know your product and service, you'll know exactly which way to direct that person, that individual. Um, and so I spent a lot of time in telemarketing. Um, I had an opportunity to work with an organization, the Rich Dad Organization. Uh, at the time, we were going through a lot of turmoil. Um, I was brought on as a training manager. We had 189 guys on the phones. And what ended up happening was that the SEC came in and the FTC and they tore the company apart. And we shrunk down to about 30 individuals. And so our track talk, the method that we used had to get very precise. And instead of telling, right, everyone knows telling isn't selling, we had to start asking and creating better questions. And my goal for people, for my sales team to survive, 
was to be able to tell somebody that they'd be able to do something or make a certain amount of money or have a certain result without telling them that. Because as soon as you do, you cross the line. You make an income guarantee, you make a results guarantee and a warranty of service that if you're working as a salesperson for an influencer or a guru, that's going to get that organization or that person in trouble, okay? If you're selling for yourself and your own personal products, how do I maintain the posture and help that person understand it? So there's a series of questions that we ask. Uh, there's a process that we go through uh, to help people kind of tell me what I'm going to do. Like I want them to tell me what they're capable of doing. So one's the agenda, two is questions. I've actually queued this up here um, and I want to share this here with you because it's pretty, pretty important. Um, and I'm going to share my screen. I think I may have the controls to do that. Um, boom. Yeah. I'm going to make this quick. Bam. Boom. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Awesome. Here we go. So here's the first thing. So there's three things that we gather through our question and answer process. Now, the very bottom down here, you'll see the the uh, trademark process that I go through. I call it iRise. Uh, but we are gonna, we're going through the introduction, recording information, and iterate. Okay, That's when we're going to tell the individual client what we're doing. There's only one point in time where we get a chance to tell somebody about us. And we have to tailor it to them. So we have to take these steps first. So what are we gathering in the question phase? One, needs. I got to know what they need. Right? You have to find out what their needs are. Do they, do they really need a back adjustment? Do they really need a health plan? Um, or do they really need my wealth services? You know, or is it tax it, taxes? Or do they need to eliminate debt? What is it that they need? And I'm going to ask specific questions, which I'm going to get to um, really quickly so you guys have the information. The second thing is the desire. What's the desire? That's what's going to move them to action. Right? That's the emotional side to sales is understanding what, what's the desire. So as we're asking questions, we may not emphasize the needs because everybody knows what. We need to take our vitamins. We need to go to the gym. We need to eat better. We need it right. Got to drink more water, right? But no one wants to do what you need to do, right? Try to get your children to you know, eat just the green vegetables at dinner time. That's just not going to happen, okay? So it's about creating those habits. You have to gather that information, okay? So in order for us to deliver what they need to be successful in our program, whatever you're selling, you have to hit the desire, okay? So we got to find out what the, the desire is first, but you also see, I believe in integrity sales, because if I just sell their desires, they're going to be hopped up and excited and enjoy life, but the results aren't going to happen because it won't deliver what they need. So I believe in sales, we have to give them the desires, Mixed with the needs, right? It's kind of like what Mary Poppins said, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. All right? It's the same process, okay? Next up is what's their ability? So I'm going to gather their ability. Now, what do I mean by ability? Well, I want to know that they can utilize the product. I want to know that they have the ability to pay for the product and process. I want to know that, okay? I need to have that ability in order to move forward. I can't deliver on desires and needs. I can't sell them anything unless I know have the ability. And there's some there's some resources there. So here's the ABCs of questioning. We talk about it. There's three different levels that I've learned um, over the last 15 years of sales that allows me to have a very calm conversation, but also, and I hate to use this, use their answers against them to help get them out of their own way. Okay. So it's a good reason why I ask these questions, all right? Not just to manipulate. So I want to warn you guys, when you learn this process, sure, you can go out there and use it for all kinds of reasons, but I don't think Bob surrounds himself with people 
that don't have integrity. So I already know you guys already have a lot of integrity. Um, and so I would just say use these, this process in a way that helps you serve your clients. Um, but the first one is more of a broad-based question. Some people call that what an icebreaker, right? Um, but here's the thing I'll say about your broad-based question. It does not about the weather. It's not about you know how the day is going. It is always on target with what? Their one thing. My notes right here, what's my one thing? My one thing that I'm selling. What? How did they find me? What advertisement did they come off of? You know, did they did they come to an event? Did they fill out a lead card? Did I opt into something? So when I'm having this conversation, it's always still on target. Okay. So what is it that they came to me with, and how do I handle that? Okay. So I have that for broad based question. For instance, it could be as simple as, um, so what made you call my ad? What made you purchase my book? What got you to show up to the seminar? Okay. What brings you into our office today, right? It's, it's that simple, but it starts the conversation. The second one is more of a pointed question. This is based on their broad-based answer. They're going to give you this broad-based answer, and you're going to go a little bit deeper. Now, everybody knows I can't have a very deep conversation with somebody the first time I've met them, right? If I said, hey, are you divorced, right? Is that, is that's my first question to somebody. They're going to go, whoa, hold on. Right. Who's this guy, right? They're going to give me the X. Get out of my life. <laughs> you know, if I say, how much money do you have in your wallet right now? Right? They're going to think I'm crazy. If you ever, if you ever walk into a sales conversation and the salesman comes up to you and goes, hey, you know what? I, I'm just, I just want to cut to the chase. How many credit cards are in your wallet right now? What's your limit? Right? I mean, that's crazy. But here's the funny thing is, if you follow this process, that's exactly what I ask. And they deliver this information to me. They deliver me what's in their credit cards. I know their interest rates. I know their balances. I know what they have on their 401k. I know how much money they have in resources. I know their tax situation. And they start to deliver that to me because I'm asking specific questions. And I only get the information that I need to help them move forward in whatever we're teaching, whatever we're serving them in. But these pointed questions help you dig to the last and base here is very direct, right? That's that purpose question. That's that internal desire. That's why they're here in front of you. Okay. So that's the process of asking questions. And I kind of look at it as, as like a tree, right? If we go through and we start hammering at the branches and we start, you know, chopping down the trunk, uh, before we actually understand what's going on down underneath the surface, we're going to kill the tree. So we want to help the roots. We want to get to the roots, but we don't want to kill the tree in the process, which means we lose the sale. Okay. So I have this little little quote here, and i got to get my faces out of the way. Yeah, all, all of your lovely faces, I love them, but they're in the way. So um, so here, here's, here's the quote, right? So most salespeople waste time learning rehearsed closes and zingers to battle objections. While professional salespeople learned to craft better questions that eliminate an objection or concern before it is. Awesome. Hopefully you understand what that means is the way we gather information and ask questions, any objection that you're getting right now, and you should write the objections down, another tip for you, any sales conversation that you are going through or your sales staff is going through and they can't overcome money, time, uh, being coachable, uh, you know, a spouse or you know, expense and value, you should just take note of all of those uh, main objections in whatever it is you're selling because there's a way to gather information and questions to, to eliminate that objection completely. 
And that's one of the things that we have to understand is if we have that ability to eliminate those objections, it allows us to be more crucial in this. And so we're gathering information. When I say it's kind of press record, right? I'm gathering. So I want to record this information. Um, so here's some questions. What made you do X, right? Uh, what drew you to me and my process? Um, have you been involved with whatever your thing is in the past? Right. So if you're talking about like a real estate coach, if you're coaching realtors on how to sell more, right? Have you ever been in any real estate coaching? Have you ever been in any financial coaching, personal development coaching? Uh, what's the big picture for you for this? Right. So these are some of those broad based questions, um, but it gets the person to think. I don't want them to just say yes or no, because then it kind of leaves me at that surface. I want to start to dig deeper and I want I want the salespeople that I have and that I train that are, let's say, more of the introverts that aren't used to closing sales, that aren't that A-type personality, to be in a position of authority, okay? Um, I firmly believe that anybody, even the most introverted person, can be in a position of authority and sell more if they see themselves more as like the gatekeeper, right? No one on this on this call is going to allow somebody to just walk into their house, brush and dust off their shoes on the front steps and just walk right through, Right? We're going to ask some questions. We're going to get to know this person a little bit better. And that's the process that we're taking them through. And so what happens is, is there's a shift in performance. So when we're speaking and teaching and training, we're performing for the audience, right? We're teaching, we're developing. In this sales process that we created, they're performing for who? They're performing for you. The reason why we're asking questions is now we can maintain control. If you're asking questions, you're in control. If you're giving answers, you're completely out of control and they are driving the ship wherever they want it to go. So the goal is, is to continue with questions. Even if you have to make a statement, you want to say the statement, but follow it up with a question. Okay. Even as simple as, hey, does that make sense? Right. That will help them think. You want to get them thinking and in, in, in developing with you. So ultimately, these are some of the questions. Let me get to here. Broad-based questions. So. Here's an example of a broad-based question, um, kind of what I call their drivers, right? This is their internal drivers. So where do, you want to, where do you want this to take you in your life? Very service question. Um, it's a very purposeful question. It's just, it's not difficult. It's easy. Um, are you okay with a structuring and initial plan to help you become more independent if you are accepted? So I'm asking questions. I want them accepted into my thing. Um, I find that a lot of uh, uh, fitness people, when they use this, they get better clients. Um, it's also in network marketing, it's, it's really well good as well, um, or anyone who's coaching. Because you can literally set yourself a little bit on a pedestal by asking this question because you're setting the bar of, hey, you kind of need to be accepted into the team or into the program or you know into my clinic. Because we want the right people, someone who's committed to better health or someone who's committed to taking action. And if you, if you ask these types of questions right from the get-go, from the surface, you don't have to tell them that you're the best. You don't have to tell them that um, you're limiting the amount of people that you're, you're going to bring into the program. Don't, you don't have to say that. The sense there is already, hey, are you okay with a structuring initial plan to help you become more independent if you're accepted? Right, because just just that little alone is like wow. Like if I'm accepted, what does that mean? They may even ask you, right? And say, well, we're kind of going through an evaluation. I want to make sure I'm bringing you on as the best client possible, but I also want to make sure you're going to use the things we teach you. 
right? You know, so you're still, you're asking these questions and you're, you're helping these people out. Next one would be a little bit deeper, right? So here's a pointed question. Based on their answers, you want to get better questions that are direct to what their answer is. And so here's my suggestion is based on each one of your products, right? Based on your agenda right here, I want you to write down 20 broad-based questions that can kind of open the, the, the discussion based on that one thing you're trying to sell, that one major item of value. Also, at the same time, based on whatever answers you can come up with that your clients typically give you about that thing, you can now craft pointed questions, okay? And then you can already be in the mindset, in the mind frame of, okay, here's what I'm going to ask next. Here's how this will work. And so you can literally let your client help you write your script, but now you're still taking them down the funnel on this path towards where you want to take them without telling them what to do, without saying you're the best, without doing too much teaching because now you're doing a lot more leading and they're giving the answers. Um, so essentially, you know, how would you like to better experience life? Because the first question here was what? You know, where do you want this to take you in your life? Right? Very broad. Okay, well, how would you like to better experience life in that way? Right. Okay. And the answer that they get in the answer that they gave you. And then lastly, what specifically is the difference you are looking to make? Because essentially this person wants to make a big difference in life. Okay. And I, I, I poised those questions in a manner that helped me hopefully show you how I'm taking okay. this down to a very purposeful internal answer. And when I get that answer, again, I'm taking notes the whole time. Because the goal with taking notes comes to my next segment of iterating, right? So broad-based, pointed questions, and here's the workflow. I want to give you a, a workflow on how to ask these questions so that you're not worried about getting direct too quickly or that they bounce you to the top yep. what happens. So everybody knows what a laydown is, right? Yep. That person's just ready to purchase from you, okay? You ask a broad-based questions. They're in the conversation with you. You've got a pointed question, comes right at it and direct, and they're just literally lay down. They're like, hey, how fast can I buy? Okay. We've all got those, but do they always come all at the same time? No, right? Some of our businesses, our clients are better prepared than others. Well, here's what a typical process looks like. You may ask a pointed question that gives you a more broad answer and you're going, hold on. What did I just do? Does that make sense? And so what we have to do is we have to make sure that um, in this entire process, you are taking action on going back to your broad-based questions. That's why I teach my guys, hey, have a list of, of broad-based questions that will help you, okay? Mm -hmm. Next, what do I do? Well, I come back with another pointed question when I get the answer. And I get down to the, the direct. If I get a pointed, more pointed answer, right, I'm getting closer. You, you'll be able to sense it because they're going to give a more internal answer of, of the things that are going on. May bounce back up to a pointed, right, pointed answer. Only the way I've got to do is I've got to work my way down to this direct, purposeful answer. Why are they in my office? Why do they call me? And, and it's never to make more money. It's not because they uh, want to buy a new car, right? Sure. Like, I've helped car salesmen do the same thing. They're there to buy a new car, but why? Like, what's the purpose? What's the need for the new car? If I can attach the need and that desire together and even purchasing a brand new vehicle, then I got it. Like there's no other dealership they're going to go to. Okay. There's no office that they need to go to because I already know who they are. I know what they want and I can help them get out of their own way. So you want to avoid the friend zone, right? Obviously we've heard that. Everyone teaches that. There's not a sales trainer on the planet that says, Hey, don't talk about the weather or the kids or the family. 
it's okay to mention it. Um, it's okay to build that relationship, but that relationship should always still have that agenda. I had somebody once tell me, um, well, that's kind of shallow, John. I said, well, no, not really. Think about it this way. Um, if I don't help them and solidify their needs and their wants to where I can actually sell them to buy their stuff, that's more shallow because really all I'm after is the money. Like all I care about is closing the sale at that point. And so I'm being really, I, I would call it more fake in talking about your kids and your family and your friends and what you did on the weekend. And you see Dirk Nowitzki's going to retire from the Dallas Mavericks and blah, 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 blah. That has nothing to do with why you're there. They're there for, for a professional reason. But remember, your sales conversation, the questions you ask are look more like the corkscrew. You're going to kind of go down and around and up and down until you get right to that, that lock. Now, when you can lock yourself in, you've taken good notes. The next part about this is just to understand. Uh, here, here's something I want you guys to understand. Psychology Today states this. Whenever somebody tells us to do and how to do it or something that we you know, being told what to do, we respond with a def uh, defensive defiance because we want to maximize our personal freedom and decision-making. Think about that. If we tell our clients what to do before we understand what their wants and needs are, that's where the defiance comes in. We want less defiance, ask more questions, and then we will do, be able to do more qualifying. And here's, here's kind of what I said to simplify this. Ask the questions that allow your clients to get out of their own way. By realizing you hold the solutions without telling them that you do. Because what does an expert do? They ask specific questions to get you to give specific answers, right? You, just like the picture I have there on the left. I don't have time to go into the analogy. But it's the, it's the old adage of going into the doctor's office. Everyone's been to the doctor. They posture you like crazy. You've got to wait. You talk to the nurse. She does a lot of questioning. You get to the doctor. They ask you some more questions. And then they prescribe. So if you want your clients to chase you, ask the questions that align with what your product is so they see you as the expert. Experts are going to ask questions. Experts don't just want to sell everything. They don't want to just do everything. They want to provide the proper service. And the only way to do that is through asking the right questions that lock you in. Um, and so the next thing that I, I will cover here is qualifications. And I know I've got Iterate up there. I've got This is a whole training. Sorry, guys. Not to, uh, to, to Jones you. Um, <laughs> but the third thing, the third skill that I would say you need to learn, and I know I just dumped a whole bunch in there. I got two minutes to tell you the last skill is this is qualify. Now I know a lot of salespeople talk about qualifying your prospect. Well, I like to qualify based on the objections. Okay. So if you make the main objections that you're getting actual expectations or qualifications before the sale, you're going to eliminate squash most of those objections. So let's say like in the coaching industry um, or speaking industry, if you have you know self-improvement products and processes, when I go in and I develop a call floor, right? So I'll go in and I'll build out an entire call floor for people. And one of the clients I have right now, she is actually redoing her call floor outside of the industry area. And I've been teaching and coaching their team. And one of the things that I've been teaching them is, is they have to qualify for the objections they're getting. A lot of the objections they get are either around money, being coachable and open-minded to be taught in the first place because some people are know-it-alls, right? And then time, okay, is time's a big one. And so I said, well, well, okay, well, if they're saying they don't have time for the help or the support, you know, we have to eliminate that in the beginning. You have to qualify that they have the time. 
So based on your product offering or your service, how much time does somebody need? And I'm taking notes and I'm now I'm, I'm asking them questions as I'm teaching them. Hey, how many hours does it take to go through your coaching or how many hours does it take to go through your training? And how many hours each week would you expect somebody have to put in to succeed with what you sold them, right? Okay, 10 hours a week. Fantastic. So let's give it a range. Five to 10 hours a week, 10 to 15 hours a week, whatever it is, okay? And make that a commitment. So Mr. Jones, if we are going to invite you to participate in our program, if you're going to be a part of our our, our fitness gym and you know, we have some expectations that you show up, um, you know, we're going to expect that you're able to be here at least five to 10 hours a week. Is that something that you're capable of doing? And can you commit to that? Right at the very beginning of the process, before I'm actually asking for the money, they're already committing to me. And here's what I call as micro-commitments. But qualifications are micro-commitments now. Now that they're able to commit to me on some of these smaller things, asking for the money and for the sale, yeah. it, everyone becomes a laydown. Does that make sense? Um, if they have the resources, they're willing to pay you. Because one, they see you as an expert because you're asking the right questions. No one takes the time to do that. Most salespeople will ask just the broad-based questions, those surface questions, and then think they know what the client wants. They think they know what the underlying reason is, is there, and then they start pitching, okay? They start pitching. Then they, then, then the person throws up objections, and what a sell, weak, weak salespeople, they start benefit bashing. They start going through and trying to handle objections with the zingers and, and just the, it's argumentative sales, and you're not going to win an argument with someone you're trying to close. They win, period. Okay. Um, and then obviously having that main agenda. Now, can you back down from the agenda? If let's say your top tier price is $50,000 coaching, it's a 12 month process. They get to fly out with you, you know, and, and spend three or four weekends with you a year. Sure. Right. If that's your top tier product, but that's your agenda to get to, you can qualify this person for resources. Right. Um, so th that's, I know that we're, we're kind of over the training period, but then you may have questions. I've been seeing the, the chat box go boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, but, um, qualifications are crucial. So the three things, just to remind you, number one is always have that agenda. Number two, uh, make sure you've got your questions line, broad based, direct, and very pointed. And then the last thing is qualifying your prospects based on the objections that they're giving you. Turn those objections into qualifications and you eliminate the objections altogether. And, and either the prospect will buy because they have the resources or you'll never hear from them again because they know they need what you you have and they're just too afraid. I mean, there's only one of two ways to go. And I would rather get a no today, right, than a maybe and then I have to chase you as a client. I would rather have you tell me no and then and then go away um, so I can get on to somebody better. Anyways, hopefully that was good, Bob. Hopefully that's what you wanted. Hopefully that your, your group here is enjoying that and that will actually yeah. help you guys succeed. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot. And that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Fury for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. 
but you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.